Hello, everyone. My name is Pastor Maya Rodriguez. I want to welcome you to my weekly podcast. It is a true privilege to be able to share the good news of God's Word with you. Enjoy. Good morning. How are we doing, church? Are we doing good? Say, turn to the, your neighbor and say, good morning. I'm glad you showered today. You look so nice, right? It's so good to see you, right? Turn your and say, it's so good to see you today, right? I missed you guys, but Nicole killed it last week. Amen. Can we give her a round of applause? I was, I was watching her. I'm like, is my daughter literally sitting on little baby chairs for her example at the kitty table? I love that example that... Um, she used in order to bring the message of this series. Today is our closing message for this series. Say with me, open doors. Oh, I forgot to wait for the video. It's okay. You guys remember the video, the open door? Okay. <laughs> welcome up to all those that are watching online. We love you and we, wel- we welcome you to Grace City Church. Amen. So this last message, you guys, we've been basing this message. If you're jumping on for the first time, if you're here and you haven't been here for the message, well, it's okay because I'm going to give you this, the, the verse that we've been using, Colossians 4, 2 to 4. Paul is in jail. So picture this. He's in jail and he's asking other people to pray for him. And he's basically saying, he's like, don't forget to pray for us that God will open doors in telling people about Christ. Like, the guy's in jail, you know, yet he's asking his friends, he's asking others to pray for him that God would use him even in that situation. And he says, pray that every time I open my mouth, come on, this should be our prayer, that every time I open my mouth, right, say open my mouth, I'll be able to make Christ plain as they, as they, sorry, to them. Who is your them, right? Who is your them? These are things that we've been talking about during this series. And we learned that in the Old Testament, God made, uh, made a temple for his people. But now, through Jesus, God has made his people for the temple. Amen? He has already made us his temples. That's good news. Say with me the good news. Yes, it's good news. And I'm convinced that if Jesus were here today, like if he was literally the one preaching today, that he was the one giving the sermon, it would be this message. This would be the message that he would be bringing to Grace City Church. And the message would be about sharing the good news with other people. And not just with words, but by your life's actions. That we would live in such a way that we would bring people to Christ. Can I get an amen? And that's precisely, guys, why today's message is called, titled, Turn On Your Light. Tell your neighbor, turn on your light. Turn on your light. Usually when you have a light, and if you're, if you're now in that, in that stage, I never used to wear glasses. Like, I've always had perfect vision. And now I'm like, you know, like, now I had to go by, don't tell anybody, 
cheaters. Like they're literally called cheaters because they're for people that don't want to admit that they need glasses, right? You're not that bad. You're just going to cheat. But now I find myself, you know, when I was reading, I used to just, it, it, I needed, I didn't need very much light. I could read anything. Now I find myself getting close to the light, right? You need that light shining. And that's what usually happens. When a light is turned on in a room, it brings light to the entire room. Can I get an amen? Why is this important? Well, it's important because in Luke 19.10 it says, For the Son of Man, Jesus, came to seek and save those who are lost. He came to seek and save those who are in darkness, who don't actually see the way. Who are thinking it's this way when it's actually not. When you're like stumbling because all the lights are off. Have you ever hit your toe because the lights are off? Good to see you. So, so you know what my husband does now? I'm like, oh, I got to admit it. He turns on a little lamp by his side because usually I go to bed before him. He's like, don't you turn off that light. He's hit his toe so many times. That he actually has to now turn on. We're getting to that age, you guys. Pray for us. He has to turn on that little light in the room. And it's a small lamp. But in order to make it safely. You know how many of us are trying to figure it out ourselves? Right? We're going in a marriage, but we're like this. Like we're like feeling around. And then you're wondering why you're hitting your toe. Right? Or you're having children and you're like trying to raise them like this. And doing it. No, like. And you're wondering why they're not obeying, right? Or why they're fearful. Why they're having night terrors. Because you're doing it with your eyes closed. You've got to open up your eyes. We need to turn on our light and have a clear path. Can I get an amen? So if you're new to church, I want to tell you something. Because it's something particular about this house. We love to share the good news, and our prayer is that individuals and families, as a church family, is to always become the answer to someone else's prayer. That's something that we pray as a church. That's something that I think anyone who's been here to Grace City long enough would say that we want to, we seek to be the answer to someone else's prayer. I love these little cards that we've made. I love these little cards. If you don't know what they are, there's some at the entrance. And I just think it's brilliant that we brought them out in this season. Because in this season, even though we see the, you know, the jolly and, 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 and everything, and everything's supposed to be happy and colorful, right? Like Jordan said, there's some people that this is the toughest time in their life. Or there's some people that are really struggling or they're anxious because they won't have gifts under the Christmas tree for their family. You know, they can barely have milk and provide. So because of this, we just thought it would be so amazing for you to take some of these cards, take as many as you want, but use them. Use them when you're leaving that extra tip for someone. You know, leave an extra tip. If God has blessed you, like, like what Jordan was saying, I mean, if God has blessed us and, you know, we, we have that extra, we can or maybe we can not go and buy a Starbucks that week and leave a person maybe five extra dollars above their tip or 10 or 20, whatever is, re, whatever is doable for you, right? And you leave this card in there. So that when the waiter, that person that did that treatment on you or serviced your car looks at extra and says, wait, what was this for? It's only because God loves you. 
That's why, right? Because we want to be that answer to someone else's prayer. It says something extra to show God loves you. And then in the back it says, and so do we. And it's welcoming. So it's not only, um, it's not only an advertisement for church, you guys. It's spreading the love of God. It's spreading the good news that Jesus has set us free and that Jesus can set them free too. Can I get an amen? So yes, like we love, I'm, I'm so happy I'm set free. I'm so happy I'm saved. But this church is not just for saved people. Born again, spirit-filled, Bible-knowing church people. Can someone say thank you? Yes. Why? Because bring them all. Bring the, you know, the alcoholic. Bring the, the pothead. Bring the, the whoever you want to bring. Bring them. You're like, I'm already here. No. <laughs> like, I already brought myself, right? You're like, I brought myself to church, okay? It's, and you know what? It's okay. See, because I'm not the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit and the good news of the gospel is that that word comes into your heart and starts transforming you from the inside out. But see, the word of God says that we should be a lamp to bring light. And we'll talk about that. Well, let's, let's go to that part. Let's go to that part. Four, four reasons why we share our faith. Number one, we share our faith because this is our calling in life. Do you understand? Like, this is what we're called to. I don't know if you're aware of this truth, but... This is the reason why God put you on this earth. Like for you to be that, to, the leader for your children. Like that calling is for you to love those around you. For you to be there for those, for you to be faithful. And the reason we're not faithful and the reason that we err and the reason that, you know, there's all of this stuff is because the light of Jesus is every day being dwindled down. It's being dulled down. Before you find Jesus, the goal is for you to find Jesus. But after you found him, the goal is to share Jesus with others, right? And see, Jesus said it himself because he would refer to himself as the light of the world. But then this got controversial here. Because not only is he saying he's the light of the world, Matthew 5, 13 to 16, he says this. You are the salt of the earth. But what good is the salt if it's lost its flavor? Like, who needs salt that's not salty? I love the salt, right? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are a light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. You are a lamp. Can, can, turn to your neighbor and say, you are a light. Come on, you are a light. You are a light, right? Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives the light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. This is the issue, guys. This is the issue. We're supposed to be a light like a lamp so other people can see when they're around you, things are clear. When they're around you, there's peace. When they're around you, they actually come closer to you because somewhere or another, they know they're going to get good counsel. They know they're going to hear something positive. So people want to be around a lamp. But many Christians are like, no, the church is for the saved. So how are they ever going to know, right? Like, where, what are you talking about? 
No, we strive to make this place where anyone can feel comfortable, even if you've never even opened a Bible before. We want you to look at us and say like, wow, I, can, I feel a difference. I see a difference in your light, in your life and in your light. But so many people mistake it with this. Okay, come here, baby, because I... These are like the interrogator Christians, right? They think they're the police officers, right? So they're taking it, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm a light. I'm a light, right? So then they go like this. Tell me the truth, right? You're a sinner. Look at you. Look at you. Oh, clean, clean. Okay. <laughs> this is a light as well. But it doesn't say we're any, just any light. It says we're a lamp that brings light to the room. Why did you dress up as an angel on October 31st? You're going to hell, right? Literally, thank you, babe. Can you guys give them a round of applause? There's a difference. Say, there's a difference. There is a huge difference between being a lamp and being a flashlight. Like, this, just this light in people. Have you ever noticed people that never say a good thing on social media, but when they do, it's just to criticize? I pray for the people. Like, I honestly pray for those people because I said, you never get someone that's like, oh, my gosh, like, I loved it. Like, you guys are doing so good. Like, whatever, whatever. No. You, I mean, you sometimes get that. Very few. Most people, when they like something, they'll just, they'll just like it, right? Few people actually comment. You know, few people comment. But as long as they like it, you're like, okay, we're good, right? We're good. They liked it. I got your back, Right? Okay, but then there's those people that never like anything. They're just snoops. They're, they call them what? What do they call them online? Trolls. Trolls. They're trolls because they're trolling around your life. Right? What are you doing, Jesus? What are you doing right now at this moment? <laughs> I hope you're taking notes, right? No. No, literally. But it was like, oh, what are you? Oh, no. You're wearing a ball cap to church? And you're drinking coffee? And your ball cap is not even properly placed. Like I, religious person, think it should be placed on the head. Like him. See, look at him. Ricardo has it properly placed. Was that even comfortable, even for Ricardo, that is actually, I agree with him. Was it comfortable to have a light shine in your face? It's not. It's uncomfortable for any person to have the spotlight put on them, right? I, I think one of the worst things I hate about going to show is the kiss cam. It makes me nervous. I mean, I'm willing to kiss my husband, but it just makes me nervous because I'm like, am I going to be ready when it lands on me, right? I mean, am I ready? Like, what, what are they going to see? Maybe I'm like, have my, because I don't eat popcorn one at a time. I do handfuls. I shove. I don't know how many shovers are here, but I like, I shove. I shove. Uh, 
right? So I'm not like a pretty popcorn eater. And then, and usually popcorn gets stuck in your teeth. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, what if the kiss cam or the cam like stops on me? I'm like, am I going to be ready for it? Like, am I ready for it to just have it shining on me and all the camera? But a lot of us think that this is the type of light we need to be. No, we're not called to be police, religious police, or, you know, saying if you pray enough, if you're, if you're a husband, say amen, right? Right, because isn't that what the wives are saying? I didn't see you praying. Well, you don't have to see me praying, right? You don't have to see. It's not for you to see. It's for God to hear. It's my relationship with God. And, I'm, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm just saying it because sometimes I've thought it, right? Because we, we're like praying. I'm like praying in the morning with everything. all the, And my husband just has a different type of relationship with God. And that's on him, right? But we're not set to be having the flashlight pointed at him at all times. And sometimes that's what we want to do. We think we're that type of light. Say, you're not that type of light. Come on. Come on, say, you're not that type of light. So not only are we supposed to be... Um, we're supposed to share our faith um, for that reason. But number two, we share our faith because people need to know Jesus. Like they need to know Jesus. They're never going to get to know Jesus if you're blinding them with all of your perfection. See, it's not about perfection. It's about being genuine and saying, hey, I'm struggling here. But somehow or another, there's peace in my heart. Like, yes, I cry. And I was just having this conversation with one of my friends this week. I called her and I'm like ugly crying. Okay, it's not just the cry, it's not just like a little tear and like produced, you know, no. Like, it's the ugly uh, 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 cry, okay. And like literally she was praying for me and everything. And, I, and then, and, you know, and I said, it's not so much that I don't believe, I'm just, I'm scared, yes. But there is peace. I know God's in control. Like there is that. But I just, sometimes you just need a good cry, right? And so you cry it out. You get it out of your system. It's okay. There's no judgment here. When people are like, if you cry, that means that you actually haven't forgiven and you still have the pain. No, we can cry, okay? Like I'm a crier. I like to cry. I cry when I laugh and I squeeze my legs. I cry when I, you know, when I'm sad. I cry when something's so cute. Sometimes a little tear. Whatever. I'm a crier. So what, what is this? We share our faith because people need to know that Jesus. They need to have that peace. They need to have this light around them, right? And they need to be that light as well. Everyone needs salvation. Everyone. Jesus, they need to know that Jesus is the way, the truth, right? And he's life. And that no one's going to get to the Father without him. That we all need him. Many times it seems that we forget that heaven and hell are real. Sometimes we forget that, you guys. I admit it. Like, sometimes it's like, I just forget because, because literally it's not that my life is perfect. Like, I've received bad news, right? And you get those bad news, but then you come in and you say, okay, but the name of Jesus is above that. I remind myself. I remind my soul. Hey, soul, uh-uh. Okay, that just threw you off balance a little bit, but let's get back on balance, right? Let's get right with God. He is our rock. Jesus, and see, like, we need to let people know that it's through Jesus. And sometimes we just forget that hell is real. We're, which, because we focus so much on heaven, which is amazing. But I just tell you this, like, when was the last time you thought that friend of yours, if they don't find Jesus, they're going to go to hell. That person that does not know Jesus is going to go to hell. 
I'm not talking about that person that doesn't come to church. No, that's not our job. That's the Holy Spirit. And we're going to motivate them and we want to bring them, yes, which is healthy for the relationship. But what you need to do is plant the seed. You need to be that lamp that just plants the seed. Let them know the truth. Hey, I just thought I'd share this with you really quick as we're just here. You know, we're just wanting to share something. You know, I've received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Like, he is the way to God. And I know sometimes, you know, you feel like you're so imperfect. Like, how could Jesus forgive me? Dude, if Jesus forgave me, he can, he can forgive you. I just want to plant that seed. I just want to plant that seed and just let you know that if you ever need to talk, if you ever need a friend and you need me to pray with you, I will, right? I'm here for you. Sometimes that's all they need is for you just to point them to Jesus. John 3, 17 and 18 says, God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, you guys, not to be this. He didn't send that Jesus for that. He says, but to save the world through him. There's no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged. Three, we share our faith because people want God. There is something inside of each and every one of us that is searching. Everyone is searching. Even atheists search for reasons why they're atheists. Because they need to prove the fact that there is no God. So that becomes their God. That's what they stand on. The God is what you believe is going to be the determining factor to your life, right? So their thing is there's no God. Ours is there is a God. Others is crystals. Others is vibes. Others is if I just meditate. Others is if I just do good. See, I'm not here to give you just good advice. I'm bringing you the good news of Jesus. It says you could never do that good. You can never be that good, you guys. How good can we actually be? Because we can actually do good in the physical, but then we think bad in me mentally. We feel bad emotionally. So we all want God. But the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. But God's purpose, Jesus said, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. And number four, we share our faith because at some point... I was also lost. That's why we say it. That's why we got to turn on our lamp. Because at one point, maybe even, because let's think about what the word of God says. He said, nobody's going to hide this under a box. It's going to be placed. on a stand, right? But then it says it's going to be turned on for all the world to see so that their lives can be better because of you. Because they feel peace when you're with them. Even if it's just holding their hand through a procedure. Even if it's just sitting with them in church. Even if it's just a text saying, hey, praying for you today. I'm, I'm declaring blessings over your life. We need to be that light. 2 Corinthians 5.14 says, Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for, for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. And I want to finish off really quickly saying how important it is that we do die to our, to our old life. I'm not talking about perfection. I'm not taking out, 
right, this light to judge anyone. But I read something that was just incredible to me. And it says that there's an 88%, say with me, 88%. Say it again, 88%. Think of eights, 88%. Say it again. I want you to have that number, 88%. That's a big percent. I don't know about you, but that's a big percent. Studies have shown that 88% of people will either be drawn towards God because of a relationship with a Christian, a Jesus believer, or 88% will be drawn away for God forever because of a relationship they had with a Christian. Okay. Same, same, same Christian. Same believer. Are you guys believers? You guys believers? Okay. 80, I have an 88% impact. My words, my actions, how I forgive, how I love. Not meaning perfection. We could be struggling with things. But we can still live in a way that gives God's glory where we're not hurting people. We're not on there trolling people. We're not always co- talking about the comadre behind her back, right? We're not doing all of those awful things. Like pe- I mean, people know when you're not truthful. People know when you're there and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. And then you play them dirty on a deal, right? And you lie and you steal and you cheat. So 88%, say with me, 88%. You will, 88% either have an impact to push people away from God or to bring them closer to him. Next time that you're in a drive-thru and they didn't get your order right for the last two times because you said no cheese. No cheese. Eighty-eight percent. You know what? He got it wrong. He completely messed up on your order. He's like, and tip of extra. That's when you actually show the most grace, not when they deserve it. When they don't. I've told my my daughter this, and I'm done. I've told my both daughters this. Not that I'm ever condoning them doing anything bad. I don't. I've told them. I'm like, we've taught you well. Said, but if you're ever in a situation where you're like, the devil's going to come and tell you, don't call your parents. Don't tell your my mom. My, my dad is going to kill me. My, da- my mom is going to kill me. Like this. That's the devil. Because he's a liar. I would never kill you. <laughs> like, I'll be very angry with you. I might hurt you a bit, but <laughs> I'm not going to take your life, okay? But I said, you're, I just ask you one thing, and both my girls know that this is true. I want to be your first phone call. I want to be your first phone call. Because kids don't need a parent when they do everything right. Kids need a parent to show up when they've done something really wrong. I want to be your first phone call. God says to you, you might think I'm not ready, you know, whatever. No, no, no. I want to be your first phone call. We need to tell that friend 
that you're like, no one, uh-uh. He's the least of the people that pe would think that he'd get to church. Say, hey, whenever you're ready, I want to be that first phone call. Don't worry. I know, I know right now you're lost. I'm going to stick by you. See, I want to be that light for you. I, I'm gonna, we're going to stay in relationship. See, I don't need to like what you're doing to like you. Right? I don't need to love what you're doing to love you. I don't agree with it. I, I think you're better than that. But I'm going to stick by. And whenever you're ready to make that change, I want to be your first phone call. When you really love somebody, come on, church. Come on. If you have a family member next to you or you're at home and you're sitting on a couch watching this or you're anywhere, you're if you're with somebody, turn to that person, that family member, and say, I want to be your first phone call. I need, I need you to know that my love is so great for you that I want to be that first phone call. You know? And not when things are good, when things are bad, when things are really bad. When you're like, you know what? I've messed up. I need, I need to get my life right. I want to be your first phone call. Can we shine the light of Jesus to our world? Can we do that? Stand to your feet, church, and give God all of the glory. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your family, friends, frenemies. Lord knows we all need more Jesus. Until next week.